The following podcast may contain explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Civil liberties are being trampled on in your city. People living in fear. He thinks he's above the law. The Daily Planet criticizing those who think they're above the laws. Oh, hypocritical. What'd you say? Considering every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, you read a puff piece editorial about an alien. You could burn the whole place down. Most of the world doesn't share your opinion, Mr. Wayne. Maybe it's Gotham City in me. We just have a bad history with freaks dressed like clowns. Boys! Mm. Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent. I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we? Lex. Hi, hello. Lex, it is a pleasure. Ow, wow. That is a good grip. You should not pick a fight with this person. All right. Uh, the mic is working. We did our bat mic check. And uh, welcome. We are doing It would a... be great if they called it the bat mic. They, in, in yeah. the I'm sure that they have a bat mic. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we spoiled it... it already. Sorry, guys. Good night. All right. Yeah. So welcome back to the Ways of Cinema. We are doing a special episode... Uh, we should have the, we should have a whole series called Midnight Recordings or something where we record. I think basically stuff. every recording we do is a midnight recording, Jack. Not quite. We're usually done before midnight. It depends. Uh, all right. Well, the point is though, for this we are here at midnight uh, because we just came out of uh, the most ungainly title in the universe: Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Batman five Superman. The V stands <laughs> oh. for five. Then what what does the five have to do with anything? I don't know. As you said, it's ungainly. <laughs> oh, we got a guest here today. Yes. Uh, Say hi, might... guest. Hi, guest. Yes, uh, you heard him just a couple minutes ago. Uh, this is uh, Matt Catania, who was on our podcast before. If you go back to the Avengers Age of Ultron episode, uh, he was also... Uh, a guest uh, pimping his book. So <laughs> yeah. it wasn't out yet, but now the book is out. It's the Dolores Adventure of Brother Bane. All right, all right, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, all right. yeah. All right, enough of you. Uh, but we're glad to have you on, and especially for this type of movie. Um, but if you ever pull a stunt like that promoting another book, you're done for. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go write another one then. Steal you, like you. It. All right, touche. So uh, this movie. Oh God, where to begin? This movie is dumb. <laughs> but not only is it dumb, it's monstrously pretentious. Oh, oh yeah. I, are, right, let me, let me get, give Let's get this out of the way. <laughs> oh. In Batman vs. Superman, there is no conversation. It's people just throwing portentous lines at each other. Like, yeah, but like hurling cinder blocks at somebody. <laughs> well let's let's but let's not kidding ourselves though. I mean in in a way though, I when I watch this, it is very much, it is a sequel to Man of Steel in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's and definitely both, that. And, and in a way, it's it's consistent in that sense, because Man of Steel was also a movie where people made a lot of statements, as opposed to people really having actual conversations. I, I, I counted maybe two scenes where people were sort of talking to each other, and the rest of the time, it was just... Usually it involved Lawrence uh, Fishburne. Or, well, I don't know. I feel like Bruce Wayne and Alfred had some moments. All right, and that, that was pretty close, too. But yeah. then eventually even they get into, like, everything's changed now. The way I could sum up this <laughs> movie for you is that in the last 
I don't know, five minutes when I thought, you know, honestly, I mean, we're here now, but I feel like the movie is still going on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it hasn't ended yet. Like, don't, I, don't let the runtime two and a half goddamn hours. And I know. Somehow, cut stuff out. There's going to be an, an R-rated extended cut that we haven't seen it with moral characters that weren't in the movie. Did, it, who directed this? Peter Jackson? <laughs> no, it's worse. The guy who has three cuts of Watchmen who thinks like Watchmen is like his Alexander. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, so let's get like a brief synopsis. Not synopsis, but, you know, the whole... Rundown. Rundown. All right, it's after the events of Man of Steel. Metropolis got kind of destroyed. They're rebuilding it. Superman, everyone's like, oh, is Superman good or is he bad? And then Batman, who's played by Ben Affleck, he's like, I don't trust this Superman guy. Well, well, no, well, you're leaving out, though, kind of his key motivation, which they have at the start. Oh, and by the way, the, I shouldn't get into specifics yet, but like, all right, so at the start of the movie, it's sort of like concurrently as the destruction of Metropolis is happening and Superman is bouncing off buildings, like fighting Zod. Uh, the Bruce Wayne scene. You mean. Yeah, Bruce Wayne well, goes into the... Metropolis. Well, the second scene, if you don't the count. The first scene is the origin of Batman, in case you're one of three people that doesn't know it yet. Yes, yeah. yes. That's what I wanted to say. God, how many times do we have to watch Bruce Wayne's parents get killed? Until they get it right, I've it. seen it in... And this time they've art directed it to within an inch of its life. Yeah. Oh, well, well, that's because it's Zack Snyder. Yeah, he like... has to have every fetishistic close-up of a gun being cocked and pearls being knocked back. Yeah. I, I think he just basically said, like, I'm going to do the ultimate murder of the Waynes so that no one else can ever come close because we've done everything we could do with this stupid scene. Yes. The only way that you can now make this scene, like, the death of Bruce Wayne's parents, like, interesting again is to just, like, have, like, a take, like, like have the camera all the way at one end of the alley and don't move it. Just keep it static. Oh, my idea was that uh, Bruce Wayne's parents were shot by an alien. <laughs> uh, w- uh, wait, oh, wait, are you trying to say something about Krypton? No. Just. I'm yeah. saying that the opening scene is dumb. <laughs> well, it's not dumb, it's just, we've seen, oh, anyway, so the point is, Bruce Wayne goes into Metropolis because he has one of his Wayne buildings there, it gets knocked down, and so that gives him added, like, anger because... You know, it's not just that Superman is this alien from another world, you know, destroying the city. It's that it destroyed his people. It's like but there, co- was, there was he there was one guy in his building who's not a canon character. So <laughs> Bruce Wayne tells him to evacuate the building for some reason, stays on the building as it gets destroyed and has time to say a prayer for his own life. And like, why the hell didn't you get out with all the other evacuating people who are and now? Why was that? Yeah. Yeah, why he was that had guy so important anyway? He, he wasn't. He's just like it's like oh no. T- Larry died. Now it's yeah, personal. Yeah, and he was like terrible too. He was like the butler from Spider Man. You know the Osborne butler that says, "Your father died by his own hand. It was self-inflicted." But I decided not to tell you about it when it mattered. <laughs> like, uh, and then oh yeah, but I saved a little girl who also lost her mother. Yeah. Uh, Why do we need that? Like, couldn't you just show the building falling down without even showing any? like, specific people, wouldn't that give Bruce Wayne enough motivation? But, I don't know. So the point is, though, the story cuts ahead 18 months later. So by now, like, 
the animosity has been brewing. Oh, oh, wait, wait, before you get to that, the fantastic thing was that after the, the Wayne flashback, they do a chapter one, like Metropolis meets the Superman, and there's a very, like, pretentious bookend kind yeah, of chapter. They have, and, like, and they never come back to it. There's never a chapter two or chapter three. There's just one title card. Yeah, there's only one it's, title card yeah, in the beginning. M- Metropolis. Yeah. The, what meets, was the, uh, Metropolis meets the Superman. And it's right after they do... And you um, know and they're, you know they're getting pretentious because they call him the Superman. Yeah. And the, the like, title, like it's Nietzsche. Yeah. Yes. The title of the movie Batman Five Superman Dawn of Justice is really like tiny stuck on the side of a building when they're doing the Wayne Murder flashback, and you think like, hey, doesn't this deserve to be like a really big title that's important? And I then didn't even nothing. Remember it's just seeing... there in the corner. But then they have a whole big title what? screen for Metropolis meets a Superman, which is you know not the title of the picture. I don't like, even what? remember seeing the title. Of the yeah, picture. I don't remember seeing it. It was in it the corner. That's why you didn't see it. They didn't do like the big Batman Superman. Well, why not? Logo. Yeah, I thought that they were going to do it at the end, but then the credits just came up. Yeah. Wow. So Oversight. this movie is this movie is so up its own ass that it can't even have the title properly. But all, all right, right. Well, let's get to, like so. The story goes that okay. Well, now, well, the story we can go into that when we get I into mean, spoiler the, the title territory. But let's the talk story. about you the. Can... Per- Let's talk about the performances. Okay. Well, All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna you, go first. I'm gonna say well, because the thing is, let's frame this right. Because right before the movie, you came to me saying I I want I'm expecting four things out of this movie. Right. I said I want Ben Affleck to be kind of a good Bruce Wayne. Yes. I want Henry Cavill to be charming okay. as Superman, yeah. which he which he kind of was uh, in, in in Man of Steel. One scene in he, this movie. I thought he was a good Superman. All right, no I'm expecting, scenes. yeah, and uh, I, I was expecting Wonder Woman to play an important part of the plot, uh, and I was expecting for Jesse Eisenberg to be comical and menacing. You have high expectations. <laughs> All right, I will say this. I feel like Ben Affleck did a good job. Yeah, I think he did do a good job. Yeah. Matt? I agree. I don't know how we can't have much argument there. I think I think that was something that's missing from the er, the Dark Knight films that came out earlier was this idea like you know Bruce like Bruce Wayne like he's Batman and he has like that public Bruce Wayne persona where he's just like an idiot, but then like there's somewhere in the middle where he's just kind of himself and you don't see that a lot or it doesn't get really developed very well. And this was basically all that. He's not Batman a whole lot of the time, except towards the end. It's a lot of it. A lot of it is just him examining things and trying to figure out what what he's gonna do. And I I found that uh, I found his performance pretty, you know, pretty good. Well, yeah, no, well, especially consider like you know, it's almost easy to forget that a few years ago when he was announced, the nerd community just lost their effing minds. Well. Which I guess Typical. they do. I mean, they did that with right Michael now. Keaton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I wasn't quite sure. I think because I, I actually, mean, he's no George Clooney, but you know, well, take what you can get. Bobbing, <laughs> we don't get that much head bobbing this time. But, um, but no, he he was formidable, and also, you know, him and Jeremy Irons made a really good Bruce Wayne and Alfred. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Irons does a great job. I mean, I don't expect Jeremy Irons not to do. A it's great definitely job. the most proactive, like. Alfred, in the sense of like doing lots of things as Batman's out in the field, says the man who hasn't watched Gotham. Well, fair <laughs> television doesn't matter, Matt. We're talking about movies. Oh, movies! Woo! I, I'm not here at the Wayne Manor. I will not bury another 
Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so that you know that was what we had before. This time, you know, it's not Michael Caine. It's... Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like Jeremy Irons too. I... I wish that they were just in a better movie. Well, that... um, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but and also Superman. Henry Cavill. I I have to disagree with you a little bit. I found him kind of wooden in this movie. Yeah, pretty wooden. He in this movie. maybe it was the material. Like he can be a fairly charming guy, but he's not really given that much to do. No. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, no one's really given much to do in this film. I mean, we all know why they're, we're here. They're all cogs in the wheel, turning to that, you know, slugfest. Cogs in the wheel turning to the slugfest. I like that. That's that that'll be my quote on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great band a title. Not the title of the band, but an album title. Yeah. Clogs in the Co- wheel. Cogs in the wheel turning to the slugfest. Alright. <laughs> um so, the trademark. Um so yeah, getting back to the the actors, uh Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. I'm gonna get this out of the way first, is that he's completely miscast, but for that reason he's fascinating to watch. Yeah. Because I... he's nothing like you imagine Lex Luthor to be, <laughs> and he's saddled with all the most portentous dialogue and most of its quotes, by the way, but he says it in such a loopy, energetic manner that yeah. nobody else everybody else is dry toast, but he's <laughs> like very frenetic and like nerdy, but and it, it kinda He's just a great palate cleanser to yeah. everybody else's well, grim darkness. He, he, yeah, you're right. He, it's the kind of case that you sometimes see in movies where he's acting in a different movie <laughs> altogether, and and yet I kind of wish I was in that movie. So yeah. when I see him on screen, I'm kind of having fun watching him, even though it's a lot of wrong. Yeah, I it's good it's interesting you say that he's basically miscast because I mean there, there, I don't think there's ever been a Lex Luthor like this. No. Uh, but No, it's a bold choice and I I kind of applaud Zack Snyder for that. The problem is is that he he casts good actors and then doesn't really know how to direct them or you know the screenplay really doesn't support them very well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because when I, as I said earlier, this film is dumb. I each line just is like is heavy like a cinder block. Yeah, most I, of... Dialogue here is not so much you know banter back and forth as much as it is tossing a cinder block back and forth between exactly. several actors. I'm and I feel like that gets especially like I'll say that in the not, I don't know if I'll say the first half but like the first third of the movie, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, I think I was with it a little bit more. Similarly to when I saw Man of Steel, the first part of that I thought was okay. But, like, as it gets darker and heavier and even more violent, like, and I should say that even though this is a PG-13, I still feel like it's kind of an R. Uh... Not in, not it's in not terms an R, of, not in terms of blood and in dismemberment. Terms of, in terms of the death kind toll. of death toll is really high. Yeah, death really. Zack yeah. Snyder high death has toll. like you know he it's like here's a movie with characters who used to be on uh, fridges. You know you have magnets of Batman and Superman or something. You have magnets of Batman and Superman. Nerd. Shh! Don't don't tell my wife. Don't tell me. She'll be so upset. But no, um, it's like. And here, though, it's like they're, 
uh, I don't know how to describe it. Fridge Magnus can be hyper-violent too, Jack. Get your head out of, like, the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just like... You have a Rorschach... Uh, but, but a yeah, Rorschach but I feel like as, as the movie goes <laughs> on... on fridge. At first, I was trying to be like, okay, this is... All right. This isn't quite as heavy as I was Yeah, this is different, but, you know, I'm going with it for the first third. But then, as it went on, though, I felt that heaviness so yeah. much. Like, like, I think it was around the scene where, like, out of nowhere, I don't know if it's out of nowhere, but Clark Kent visits uh, his mother on the farm. They just have, like, this brief scene, but it just, it feels crammed into the movie just because, all right, we'll have to show Martha Kent. For reasons that will come out later, and we'll we'll talk I, about that in spoilers. The film but, is so serious; it yeah. takes itself so seriously. It it has, it has no sense of humor it, about itself or any humor at all, just to lighten up. Well, movie. even though Christopher Nolan, I'll, I'll, sorry, Matt, okay. I'll let you talk in a second. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he's still credited as an executive producer, and I don't know, yeah. he probably didn't have that much to do with the full production, but his name is still there, right? And, you know, it still carries that stamp of what was there with Man of Steel, which was a problem with that. You know, a movie where, you know, a guy flies around in a cape shouldn't be, like, as serious as uh, Schindler's List. I, <laughs> I mean, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, I was looking at, like, the different levels of the pretension versus what's actually happening on screen, and I found that to be amusing in its own way, that yeah. Snyder's biting off more than he can chew. Well, I was going to say, I saw you laughing quite a bit during this movie, yeah. and at first I thought, like, I saw you you both laughing yes. in this movie, and at first I was a little bit like, wait, are they liking this movie? Oh, uh, no. I mean, no, it's just like, eventually, there's so, there's there are so many portentous lines that you're just like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, where Lex Luthor's, like, making these grandiose, super grandiose well, no, statements. But he, he, Lex Luthor was genuinely funny. He at least everybody got else, the joke. Everybody else was just so serious that you had to laugh yeah. at them. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's like why I said it, it's tough to watch somebody like uh, Bat, as Ben Affleck as... Bruce Wayne because he is inhabiting this character pretty well, but yeah. when he's given these lines to say, I almost feel bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> right, but he pulls it off more or less. Yeah. If he was in a better movie, he would be. You know, everyone would be like, "Whoa, awesome!" Ben but Netflix. like, but Lois Lane, you know, she's kind of just there as a tool for the plot. Yeah. You know, she goes from point A to B to C. And uh, what do you think of Gal Gadot uh, for the as Wonder Woman? Well, well, she's not Wonder Woman until, like... Well, spoilers! Uh, Should we get into spoilers? Well, I mean, it's, everyone knows Gal Gadot uh, is playing Wonder Woman. That's, no, that's not to, a spoiler. Yeah, it's I, in the trailer. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's silly. But I thought she was good. I mean, it's just... It's just like, uh, you she know, wasn't given much to do either. It's, you know, she, it's, yeah, she doesn't get much to do. But that's kind of a good thing, because it's an overstuffed movie, so they give her just enough to make an impression, but not too much that they ruin her. You know, there's some mystery for what her Wonder Woman got, solo film to screw her up. What but now, we, you know, yeah. yeah what little we got of her was uh, was pretty good. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's wrap up the non-spoiler territory and just kind of give a quick, uh, quick opinion of the movie. In general. Of the movie in general. Eh. It's kind of entertaining, but. Eventually, once you get back to it, you'll realize this is just like a big, heavy, wet. Blanket. A lot of sound and fury signifying nothing. 
I All right. I, <laughs> I don't know. That, I, I'm just feeling like kind of a pretentious deep. review. For I'm, a pretentious you know movie. what? You know, you know what? That's not a fair thing to say. You know what? My review is. I felt after I left the movie, just kind of numb. Like I didn't really feel su- as super negative. Like I didn't feel like oh. Damn this movie. Yeah. But I also didn't feel that many positive things either. It's just, especially that last half, it just like, oh, uh, it's like it puts you under. Okay, now here's the weird thing about this movie. Is that I was very against Batman versus Superman when they first announced it years ago, and I even wrote a big article of things they shouldn't do, and now everyone's been ragging on it, and there's tons of negative reviews online that I want to avoid so I can see it for myself. So I came in with very low expectations, and All the right. weird thing was... I didn't hate the movie. I was kind of fascinated by the fact that this movie exists because it's trying to do so many different things at once. And it was like a lot of head scratches like, wait, why would you put this in a big tentpole movie? That's like a crazy ass move. And yet you still did it. (laughs) I'm like, there was parts that I hated and there was parts that I loved. And then there was a lot of parts that were just kind of there. But, like, mm. I don't know, it seems like a lot of times movies are either, like, the best movie ever or the worst movie ever, and I find this a lot of hyperbole. This is just, like, a, f- a weird-ass movie that I'm glad it exists, that we got it out of the way, and we can now hopefully move on to better films. But, huh. yeah. Maybe. I, I can step- I could see what you're saying. It It's like, this is the, uh, this is, like, the teenager's crazy, like, like schizophrenic, like de- manic depressive years before he becomes like the great composer or something. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, I don't know if I quite feel that positive, but I I didn't hate either. That's I what I meant to say. I didn't hate it either. I just wish I could have talked in the theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wanted to riff this movie. Yeah, like I there are times where I really wanted to lean over to you and. All right, so we, let's just say spoilers right here. So if you're listening to this, right, yeah, so, from here uh, on in, we are going into spoilers. So um, here is what I want to say. There is, uh, when you're talking about crazy stuff in this movie, man, there's like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> there are not one, but two dream sequences in this movie Which that are nothing. so... Unnecessary. Which mean nothing because we know they're dream sequences. They can't I, be dream real. Dream sequences, yeah. Dream sequences are dumb because it's like, oh, this dramatic thing happened. Oh, it was just a dream. Never mind. It's like, it, well, then, it's, it's a rule that, uh, I remember years ago I saw, I've seen it several times, but like Siskel and Ebert did a review of Jaws 4, and they show this <laughs> clip where... Um, Roy Scheider's wife is the only living character from the past movies. You mean the only actor who would come back in yeah, a sequel? Yeah, exactly. And she's having, like, a dream scene involving, like, the shark coming after her. And I, I hope it jumped through her window. <laughs> it was, I don't know if it... It, it probably did. I, I forget exactly what happened, but... Doesn't it talk? No, I think you're thinking of Jurassic Park 3. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alan... Or I'm no. thinking of King Shark from The Flash. Oh, all right. That's damn awesome. Yeah, but the, the point is, though, all right, so Bat, like, Bruce Wayne has these two dreams, and one of the dreams was actually used in part as, like, kind of a teaser for the movie. Yeah. So the movie marketing lied. It lied to people because you saw that teaser and just like, ooh, this seems kind of exciting. It's like Bruce Wayne is, not Bruce Wayne, Batman is all tied up. The same guy. I know. What? <laughs> Bruce Wayne is Batman? What? 
Bunch. No, but he's hanging up, like, and he's with some other people, and he has on, like, a jacket or something. See, that's how I knew it was a dream. Yeah, Batman Batman doesn't wear wear a jacket. Yeah, what the hell? Look, I'm gonna co- I'm gonna try to protect myself from I sand. Wear a jacket. You're Batman. Dressing layers <laughs> and very very dark gray. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then then Superman comes in and rips off his mask, and it's like, why? Why? Yeah. It takes up space in a movie that is already way too long. I, it was, and has way too many characters. It's gonna tie into the Justice League movie, though. Yeah, sure. Oh, it will. Yeah. God. Uh, oh, Foreshadowing. Yeah. I, that, and, and I I will say, I really <laughs> did enjoy seeing a whole bunch of parademons swoop in and attack people. Yeah, what the hell was that? Yeah, what, they're parademons. That's, par- that's what I started laughing, because it was like, all right, I know this is a dream sequence. Now we have winged things flying yeah. in. Wait, I have no idea what Those are parademons. They're the foot soldiers of Darkseid, Lord of Apocalypse, which is why there was a giant Omega oh. symbol carved into the landscape. Okay, but the See? problem is, though, here's the problem, though, Matt. 95% of the audience won't know that. Why? Didn't they watch the Justice League cartoons? <laughs> you know, the good one, the, the DC animated universe, which sadly oh, mean, this is falling short of. You mean uh, Super Friends? Uh, <laughs> Darkseid and the Parademons were in Super Friends, so they should know that too. The, the wow. point is, though, yeah. but the problem is that, again, you can have that, but in the midst of, of this Zack Snyder choreographed chaos, it's almost like they... I don't know, like, I guess if I had the in on that, I would have known it, but but, see, but again, who in the in the scope of this story, does that matter? It I, doesn't at, matter, At, at really, best, no. it's an awesome Easter egg. It's an awesome it's Easter, an Easter at egg. At the worst, it's an unnecessary fake out which isn't really a fake see out. it's one thing they when, weren't fooling anybody with that no. let's say on the one hand you have something like that on the other hand you have something like an iron man 2 where he discovers captain america's shield now you could say no, that's kind that, of goofy no, but that's no, actually no, see, no, 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 no 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 oh anyhow yeah all right i'm going off track here so but, we have those two scenes but there are other weird things like oh yeah like how about the Jar of piss? Yeah. <laughs> there, we got it. This is, this is, this would be crazy to explain. Yes, but we're gonna do it anyhow. Um, See, I'm gonna. We're giving the end of the story, and then we're going back to the beginning to tell it. Okay. Um. There's Lex Luthor's people find kryptonite in the Indian Ocean, and Lex Luthor wants to import it so that he can make an anti-Superman weapon, and he's gone to Senator Holly Hunter and said, I want you to give me an import permit so that I can bring this into America and make an anti-Superman deterrent. And she's basically like, no, I don't want to make a weapon that will kill Superman. And and she said, you can call it a deterrent, but that's just like calling a jar of piss Aunt Granny's, like, hot iced tea or something. And so he likes to think it's really mad at her. So there's a big Senate hearing. And at the Senate hearing, she's presiding over it. And there's a guy that used to work for Bruce Wayne whose legs are amputated, but he now has a new fancy wheelchair made by LexCorp. <laughs> and anyhow, so, and Superman shows up to talk to the Senate. But as she's doing that, she sees that there's a jar of urine on her podium with a, a a massive label that says as nanny's iced tea and she starts like stuttering and freaking out and then while she's like trying to put that together in her head the bomb inside the guy's wheelchair goes off destroys congress and everybody in it except superman because he's superman yeah remember folks this is a movie for children what? No, this is not a movie for children. But, it's well, a, but Batman's... I gotta say, 
the Lex Luthor's plan makes more sense than Kevin Spacey, evil real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> I almost pine for the days but of that. It's it's weird, too, because they're trying to... Lex Luthor's plan is to try and get people to hate Superman more than they already do for some reason, because they already kind of hate him a lot based on the reaction to Man of Steel. But yeah, so then... But some of them don't, but it doesn't matter. Because his plan is he blows up the Senate, and then people are wondering, well, was uh, Superman colluding with the guy to blow up the Senate? And what? it's like, yeah, but that's like in the news. Like, where, was he planning? And like, yeah, I know. And, I saw the movie too. Yeah, but... but it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would Superman put a bomb in the Senate to blow up when he is there to testify the hearing? It doesn't make any sense. And then, but then that goes back to in the beginning. There's a, another scene yeah. which is a, exa- uh, doesn't make sense where. Lois Lane is talking to uh, terrorists in the desert, in the or desert and then and Superman saves her. No, 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 no. There's um, Lex Luthor has mercenaries, one of whom is the KG Beast. Shoot a whole bunch of mercenaries <laughs> there first with experimental bullets, and so everybody thinks that Superman went crazy and killed everybody in the village with, with bullets? experimental bullets. Yes, what? exactly. You don't think Superman shoots people with Kryptonian bullets, do you? No. No. So this, none of his plan makes any sense in the do beginning. Do bullets come out of his eyes? No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't even, yeah, because that was something that when I was watching the movie, I was, I actually was a little bit confused about that, and I tried to let it go because the movie was doing, like, five different other things, so, but, wait, wait, so is this, is this, this movie's, like, adamantium memory erasing bullets? No, no. because these are just they're, convoluted and crazy. They're not the other ones were just stupid. Yeah. Like, yeah, that whole African tri- that, that whole African desert scene, it, it was just so stupid. I mean, and it but was all- even though this uh, Lex Luthor's plan seems better than in Return of Superman, Superman Returns, Superman Returns, I'm- it's still this weird thing. Like, all right, what is Lex Luthor's end game here? It- all right, he's trying to make Superman unpopular. Fine, okay. And he blows up the Senate so people will think Superman did it. And he wants Superman to kill Batman. And he want, and he makes Doomsday so he could kill Superman. And what is he trying... What is his, He's what kind of, is his goal? See, 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 Corey, do you see how weird this movie is? It's He's kind of like Munchausen Syndrome by proxy written large. <laughs> it's basically Lex Luthor in this movie. He's a, he wants Superman to compromise himself so that people will see that he's not a hero. And but I why did he have to I kill Batman? I, because I guess people like I, Batman because he actually everyone busts in, criminals or but something. Everybody but in, everyone in this universe seems to be universally scared of Batman. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't write the movie. I would not have written a Batman versus Superman movie if someone said, hey, we need this... another movie before Justice League. I would not have done the Frank Miller route at all. No, well, no, no, well, that's the no. thing. Well, that's the other thing about this movie. Like, lots, of, I, lots of visual references to to Batman retur- Returns. The right? Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight Returns. I keep messing up the titles. Slightly. Well, it's late. but well, <laughs> well, The Dark Knight Returns and The Death of Superman. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, you know, having Doomsday in there, which... That was one of the weird things to me, which I already kind of knew about this because the trailer shows it. It shows that Lex Luthor, you know, is gets the body of General Zod and takes him inside Michael of Michael Shannon gets another paycheck. For basically, but no acting this time. He's just a body. You thought that wasn't acting? Wasn't he a pretty good dead body? I, I, I always play dead in my movies. 
Alright, no, but no, no, that, he... That was so stupid. All right. Michael Shannon with lockjaw. <laughs> he usually talks like he has lockjaw. Alright, but, alright, so he takes... So somehow Lex Luthor, by taking fingerprint skin onto his hand, yeah. opens up the Kryptonian spaceship, goes inside... The spaceship turns on and it obeys his every command. He cuts open his hand so that he is creating a Frankenstein monster of himself through Kryptonian magic. I don't know what the hell. I don't follow Superman, so a lot of this was just so weird. Like, is that how Doomsday is made in the comics? No. No. Yeah, isn't Doomsday just, like, another creation or something? Doomsday is a Kryptonian super weapon who was sort of like an evolutionary test. It's really confusing and doesn't make any sense either. It's yeah. just different. It's a different stupid origin. Okay. Yeah. Well, of course, but if you... In, they you know, did not improve on it in this iteration. Basically, this... I mean, I, I kind of like this better. At least their handling of Doomsday himself. I think Doomsday in this movie is better than the Doomsday in the comics. So that was one thing where I did actually like it. It becomes a big kaiju battle at the end. See, what <laughs> I would have preferred was, you know, like in the last 30, 40 minutes of this movie, I felt like I really appreciate the DC animated movies much more after watching this movie. Well, yeah, they're written by people who care about DC comics. Well, also because I feel like the scale that is pulled off in those DC animated movies befits that format. Whereas if you put it in a movie like this, you know, and we've seen a lot of big, big comic book action movies, but even like at least Avengers somehow felt a little more... This is going to sound like a weird word, but it felt more organic to the world that it was set in. There's a certain point where it's just so much CGI in so many dark hues. And I know I'm talking about the filmmaking here, but part of the why it feels so serious is because of how it looks. It's all just so dark and grim, and it's just like, who cares after a while? Like, I just felt beaten down it by a certain It wears you point. down after a yeah, while. Yeah, especially with the action, it's just, okay, we get it. Batman can punch hard, and Superman can punch hard. That's... And then Batman has this thing that he swings him around, and then he has the kryptonite. And then he says, Mar then the word Martha uh, comes yeah. up. Yeah. Let's get to that fight. Oh. Because, I mean, the whole reason we're here is to see Batman and Superman fight. And then, by the time it happens, it has all the emotional impact of a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's an insult to ham. Ham can be very emotional. And here's the crazy thing, too, is that there is, like, a rivalry set up between Batman and Superman in the film, with Batman also being like Lex Luthor and not trusting Superman, and then Superman not approving of Batman being a vigilante and right. trying to like, set a better example for the world. So there is the rival with them. But then, when we get to the fight scene, um, this is the crazy thing that happens, is that it's not organically presented. No. That, like, no. you expect it because as, before the big fight scene, Lex Luthor kidnaps both Lois Lane and uh, Martha Kent. And so, and then he gives um, Superman an ultimatum. You have to kill Batman for me, otherwise I'm going to kill your mom. Yeah. And then so it's, it completely takes the agency out of the Batman Superman and just has them doing Lex Luthor's dirty work. And of course... Super, and then when he 
there isn't even really a big yeah. attempt. And then Superman is like, oh, I'm going to try to get him to help me. And then instead of just landing and saying, I need your help, my mom's in danger, he says more portentous lines, <laughs> and then a fight begins. You know what was And a... then I'm what sorry. ends the fight is what Jax was talking about when he was holding his head and he... about to lose yeah. his mind. Yeah, because Batman's about to kill Superman, but then <laughs> Superman utters, no. If you do this, Martha will die. And Batman suddenly freezes. He's like, what did you say? And because one of the secret <laughs> things in the universe, Corey, is that, you know, Batman's mother is Martha Wayne and uh, and, and Clark Kent's mother is Martha Kent. And that's been one of those little, I guess, Easter egg type things that fans have always noticed. But we never noticed! noticed! But we never noticed! <laughs> really? I, yes. I was talking about this. You left the theater. We were watching the credits for hopefully an ending scene which there isn't no but we, we, we so i looked at matt and said oh I, I didn't notice that uh superman and batman had the same uh, mothers had the same name and you said neither did i really yes yes i mean i never really think about the name but of you never his... noticed well Wait, i don't understand this martha will die bit martha's already dead no no no, no, no. Martha, martha is clark kent's mother Kent. being martha... held under like being held under lex luthor's but... thugs and if Batman, and if supposedly if Superman doesn't kill Batman, Within then the Lex Luthor will kill Clark Kent's mother. So at the end of the fight, just it's as a Bat Sophie's choice. Just as Batman is trying is is about to kill Superman, Superman is like, "No, Martha," and he's like, "What? You have a but well, you Why know what was Batman care right. about Martha in the first place? because his mom's name is Martha well, too, and he gives sad flashbacks. Here, here yeah. is sad yeah, yeah. flashbacks. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing that made me like. That took, like, if we were having a star rating, that took a star away from the movie right there. Yes, because, because all ba Superman had to say is Martha, and Batman would have it was stopped like in his, his tracks. It was like if you're having, like, BDSM sex, and he used the safe word. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but the, the thing that was annoying wasn't, is it was that, but it was also... In the opening of the movie, we see, of course, Batman's parents being killed, and we see his father, uh, Thomas Wayne, uh, mother, Martha. Okay, all right, so we, uh, Martha, all right. Rosebud. But, but then, like, when that moment happens between Batman and Superman, and he says, Martha, then Zack Snyder feels like the audience is so stupid that he has <laughs> to show Another, like, the flashback that we saw earlier. We know what happened earlier. Stop making your fucking movies for China. Uh, what? That, what that, what China what, have way to, to be ethnocentric, Jack. All right, let's, I'll, I'll, I, I apologize to all the so Chinese people. If Clark that was, that was really mother's lame. name was not Martha, would Batman have been totally cool with her dying? Yes. Yes, he would have. So basically, pro tip, if you're a criminal in Gotham City, just tell Batman your mom's name is Martha, he'll let you go. But the, but the point is, Zack Snyder just—he thinks all, we're idiots. Well, also David Goyer. Well, well, that too. Yeah, yeah. He—he's pretty. I mean, he's not the only writer this time, though. The funny thing is, Andrew, the movie's co-written by this guy Chris Terrio, who wrote Argo. Huh. Which is weird, because you'd think the guy that wrote Argo would inject a little intelligence here. Well, I think oh, maybe. I guess he he's just, actually terrible. Maybe he just put <laughs> all the quotes in. The very portentous quotes. Maybe. Uh, all the stuff about gods. Like, you know, all the stuff where Lex Luthor just goes on and on about if a man faces God or God faces the devil. And, oh, shut up. The only time 
that was awesome was when Lex Luthor is giving a speech for like the Metropolis Library. So she's yeah. just okay, that was funny. telling <laughs> the story of Prometheus and he's telling it wrong. And it zooms over to Wonder Woman in the audience and she just rolls her eyes. It's beautiful. <laughs> that, that is, that's pretty cool. I did like that moment. That's one of Jesse Eisenberg's finest moments. All right. So let's talk about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! Uh, she's there. She's there. You're right. I mean, she's she pops it. up in the end and helps. She has an accent. Well, well, she's Israeli. But she's also Themyscirian. What? She's Themyscirian. One of the that... fictional characters from Themyscira. Oh, is that like her, like from the, uh, the place that Princess Diana comes from, or whatever her name is? Yes. Or England. That's where Princess Di also comes from. But, but her, isn't her real name Diana? Yes. Yeah, and yeah so... All right, I didn't know that, like, Wonder Woman you said had... the actress is Israeli. Yes, but that Gal makes, Gadot. It makes sense for the character who has Mediterranean roots to have an, a non-American oh, accent. yeah, okay. I so, thought that was a nice touch, actually. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that... I wasn't bothered by that. Uh, it wasn't until, like... It wasn't until a few... Uh, minutes in, into that scene where Bruce Wayne confronts her, that I realized, oh crap, that's supposed to be Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, she was she was fine. I just again, I'm. It's funny that you mentioned that this is the movie that okay, we got through this. Let's get on to the next movies. I'll be curious to see Wonder Woman I after hope, this. I hope it doesn't suck. Yeah. Well, I mean, if yeah, I mean, hopefully they get a good writer and they have a. Uh, I think it's Patty Jenkins yep. who's directing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you know, she's she's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but again, I can't really. It's not even so much I could say she's good or bad. I just really can't gauge that much of her performance. I mean, she she's kind of sexy when she first appears to Bruce Wayne. You know, and at first you, I mean, you know who she is if you know who what the actress looks like. If you're just a general audience member, you're just like, oh, here's another hot woman hitting on Bruce, and they're having like r- banter. But, you know, I think kind of the thing about Wonder Woman is sort of what I wanted more of the movie is basically that was where the movie doesn't treat you as much like an idiot. Whereas it seems like a lot of that with the dialogue quoting and being very literal with the metaphors that we could all see visually. Right. Whereas Wonder Woman just comes in, there's no real explanation for Wonder Woman. She just is Wonder Woman and she does Wonder Woman stuff. And yeah. we get it. And I wanted more of that in the movie instead of like Senate filibustering. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where, you know, democracy is about having a conversation. Yeah. Which but, is a line in the movie. And then, like, she's more or less extraneous to the whole plot. She doesn't do much that's significant. I mean, what she does is cool looking, but then you could have cut her out and the film would have ended just exactly the way it was. But I'm not going to give her the merits for that because she was at least something new and interesting in the movie, which is a lot of stuff that we've seen already. For novelty's sake, yes. I would rather have it. But I feel like, though, this addresses, though, a larger question though which i had watching the movie like i would have i think that i this movie should have been much simpler and it would have been a lot better for me like it's just you know and this might be an argument that you'll you might hear a lot from fans or even critics but if this had just been a movie with batman and superman maybe you know you could have lex Luthor in there you could have those two universes but did we did it have to be setting up 
all of the whole universe. Yes, it did, so that we can finally get to an expanded DC movie universe instead of having isolated DC movies every five years that don't add up to anything. Yes. Yeah. I, no, but the, that but, was the whole point of this film. You could say no, you no. You get the feeling that 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 was the whole. Point. I get that, but the way that they presented it, it just felt like the movie stopped to do that. The, all the moments where they're looking at, he's looking at the screen to show us, oh, here's the Flash, and here's Aquaman, and here's other guy. That Cyborg, I'm... you're thinking of Cyborg. Whoa. Other guy. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know Cyborg off the top of my head. It's one in the morning. Um, um, but the point is that, like, for me, it's like the trajectory of the story as plotting as it was, at least, you know, I was following it, but then as soon as you put in this and you put in that, and you have, like, that dream scene that, I guess, is setting up something in the future. I guess Darkseid will be a, a villain in the future, um, because why not? It just... It, it felt like padding in a movie that was already too long. Again, I, I get... I get in the abstract while it's there, but in the sense of the flow of the movie, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, yeah when those moments come up, the movie pretty much stops... See, I thought that was the opposite direction. It stopped for me, but in a good way, because I actually got invested in the movie, because I'm totally turned out to Superman versus Batman. I think it's a dumb scenario, and there's like a yeah. whole... The first third of the movie is really plotting and dumb, real-world, oh, are superheroes good or bad shit that I don't care about? I want them <laughs> to move past that and get to the exciting things of superheroes that you don't see every day, and that the DC Universe is built on, yeah. and so they should be drawing you in with the exciting novel things that they can offer, instead of just putting them in as little tiny easter eggs here and there like you cut out all like the first third of it is completely extraneous to the movie we don't need that just get through the batman versus superman fight and then you should have more time to introduce all the you justice know, league people yeah. you know what it was maybe too part of it might have been a structure thing i feel like if like i if, of all things a, a, a random movie popped into my head when i was watching this uh the the, the sergio leone movie for a few dollars more you know, where Clint Eastwood and Lee Van Cleef have that scene where they first meet each other at night on the street. And they step on each other's foots and yeah. show each other's hats. And... Yeah. That, to me, is a better, like, meeting of two kind of, like, giants than what you see here. But again... The but, film, and that was, like, halfway in the movie. In a few movie. dollars more, the film stops. Just yeah, so they can have It stops, this... but it's not as long as what... Like, here, Batman and Superman meet, then they don't really fight, they leave... Then the whole rest of the movie is fighting. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I gotta I, agree with Matt that the whole Batman versus Superman thing is a pretty dumb idea. Oh, and just oh, to illustrate I, this, my brother, who is... He only knows Superman from the animated series. He didn't see any Justice League stuff. And, you know, that's where he knows... And he knows Batman from, you know, same thing. And he's like, Superman versus Batman? Why? What's the point? Because... It's unrealistic for them to fight each other. <laughs> well, sure. Well, no, that that that's a good. Point. Uh, well, that's why uh, I mean though that you have their brief. There, ha you have your encounter in the middle, and then the rest of the movie they work together. That's why I mean there's not enough of them working together for me. Like I get that they have to have that moment where they kind of have to b crush heads a little bit. I, mean, I don't know if that's the right term, but like that. But the, by the time that happens, it just goes on too long, and yeah, it's dumb. It yeah. is so dumb, and yet. And then by the time that they should work together and you should see it, the movie's almost over. Yeah. So structurally, the movie's a mess. Yeah, structurally. <sighs> Writingly. 
Writing, uh, writerly, writerly, legally. Speakingly, it's a mess. Yes. it It's a mess in the ways that, and yet, as Matt said, and I'll still say, I, I still didn't hate it. Like, I didn't walk out of this movie like I did, say, Sucker Punch, another Zack Snyder movie. Like, I didn't walk out of that where I was actively angry at what the, the filmmaker put me through. I was just kind of like, I just didn't really feel much either way. Although I was at a point where I was just like, end already. I I, I, I uttered under my breath and Matt heard me. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because there was a point where I thought, end! The movie should end by now. It's like you have like a ten minute funeral scene for Clark Kent. By the way, of course, Superman dies. Did, I, did we say that yet? We haven't said it yet. We're in the well, we kind of did say it earlier. Based yeah. on the well, because if it's Doomstone yeah. Day. You know, you know what I was thinking? If there was like a moment during that funeral where, where like, where Martha Kent is just looking down at that coffin and all of a sudden just Superman winks at her. <laughs> or if like they're looking down at the coffin in the hole and like the, the box opens up and he's like, hey, I'm back. Oh, then I would have said go see this movie right away. <laughs> I, I would have fainted no, from laughing. No, but when, you know what? The, also about this movie, um, they have like a very slight Christopher Nolan thing in like the last second, where like the yeah. the last shot is with the coffin, and then it's like the dirt moves just like a tiny millisecond to where you almost will say, "Oh, did it move? Is he alive?" Yeah. And of course he is. Is the top gonna He's, fall? Yeah, that's yeah. It's the top gonna fall with Superman as the top. Yeah. <laughs> like, but we, wa- it, uh... we watched it all the way through the, to the credits, and we were very disappointed, Andrew and I, that the last thing it said was not Superman will return in Justice League Part One. Yeah. Like, no. no. It's not worth staying through the credits. There's nothing at the end. I have a question though. Do you think uh, obviously Superman is gonna come back? Oh yeah. Because obviously. well, again, aside from studio. You know, saying we need Superman here right away. Aside from the, from the fact that people like money. Yes. And uh, there's a whole comic book storyline called Reign of the Superman that happens after the death of Superman. Yeah, but can yeah. they? Re- but are they really going to bring that into the movie universe? Probably we not. need another movie about steel. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have Shaq wasn't enough. Oh Wasn't my god, Shaq Steel? Steel is part of the DC Yeah, movie yeah he is. <laughs> we need to watch that one night. Yeah. I don't think Shaq has anything better to do. Uh, you got a good point. I see him in Gold Bond. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know, so we talked a lot about things with this movie. I, again, it's, it, it's both not very good, but I will say that there are enough things about it that are worth talking about, so... I don't know. Do you think it's worth seeing in a theater? I don't know if it it's... is. I think it's more of a rental. I don't know. I wish I had been watching if, this at If home. anybody rented movies anymore, then maybe I would say that. They can rent things. But I mean, here, jump. here's the thing. If you like comic books, I would say go see it. If Matt was like, had not seen the movie with me and said, should I see this? Not like as if you weren't going to see it anyway. I would say... Yeah, go see it. There's a lot of strange stuff in there, but you'll like it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of boring stuff, but the fight scenes do look good on the big screen. Of course, I said it's not having seen them on the little screen either, oh. so I really can't compare. Oh, I, I, I don't agree with I, that. I, I'll, I'll take... I, I, I get your meaning. The fight scenes... Well, the reason why they feel like they're so long is because, you know, it, it made me miss just... It made me feel old. 
This movie made me feel old. <laughs> it sapped your youth. It what are you did. talking about? It's, I, I, I watched it and I felt like I'm. For, I guess I must be from another generation. This is all like noise and like CGI crap. That's why I brought up the DC animated thing. The fact that if I were to watch Superman Doomsday, which is an animated DC movie, I would probably find that a little more realistic than this movie. That's because everything's animated in the same style. Consistently. Yeah. 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 Like here, it's like. At times it looks like a video game, and at other times it looks trying to look photorealistic. Like there are shots where Batman is like fighting Doomsday, and it just again we brought up the word dumb, but it, that's that's part of it. It's yeah. Just... Yeah, but like I went in expecting that yeah there would be a lot of CGI, so there's no point like kvetching about it because you go get what you pay for. I will. You're gonna I will say that it again. I I went in with very low expectations. It slightly exceeded them like i expected this to be bottom of the barrel it's not that yeah. it's not fantastic four it's not x-men origins wolverine i'm not even i would almost I, I and i hasten to say it's like green lantern either because green lantern was kind of bland in an uninteresting way this is bland in an interesting way hmm. oxymoron <laughs> no it's an oxymoron but i think it makes sense doesn't it all right let's wrap this up all right so, um, if you listen to us and agree with us or disagree with us, you'll probably disagree with us because passions are very high right now in the comic book movie community. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I yeah. I'm on the internet more, so I see a lot more of this kind of stuff. Jack's uh, king of the internet. You know. Um, and one last thing that's kind of amusing is I've been seeing a meme in the past day since Rotten Tomatoes, the critics aren't that kind of it, but it has like... Something like a 33 or 35%, which is pretty bad, but it's not bad at some movies. And yet some people have taken, like, a screenshot of, you know, like the poster of Man of Steel, not Man of Steel, of Dawn of Justice, and it's Rotten Tomatoes rating, and we'll put right below it, like, The Room, which has a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. There should be a Batman v. Internet meme for that. Have you seen yes, that? Yes, uh, no. The Jill Pantazzi of the Nerdy Birds, she did a still of Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne looking at the internet, and then you're supposed to put another picture next to it and post it to Twitter, and Batman clicking the internet to, to watch something. Oh, so, boy. Yeah, people have been having fun with that. <sighs> and I, I don't know if I have much else to say. Like I said, you can email us at wagesofcinema at gmail.com or on Twitter at wagesofcinema. Um, also, Matt, where can you be reached? I can be reached at my weekly blog, um, mattthecatania.wordpress.com. And also you're on Facebook? Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest now, Google+. Yes. Goodreads. Go read The Dolorous Adventure of Brother Bano is available on Amazon. Oh, I, I you snuck in the... <laughs> if I weren't so tired, I'd do something about Promote that. Promote that book, Matt. Shamelessly shall I promote myself. All right. right. And with that, I am Jack. I'm Andrew. I'm guest star Matt. And remember, the wages of cinema is Batman. I'm Batman. Good night. You're the wages of cinema. (laughs) (laughs) She with you. I thought she was with you.